We should start off every every episode just scat singing. That sounds real on brand. Get up and do that. Wee wee wee. It's spooky ooky ooky season here in October. <laughs> Carve a pumpkin and get down in some leaves. Be careful of all the spiders and ticks. Check your belly button. Okay. Belly button. (laughs) (laughs) Belly button chicks are the. Nobody likes Lyme disease. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like we're not leaving room for the the three weirdos on earth who love Lyme. Somebody out there. Can you imagine that being your thing? Oh my god. Like, if you need a personality and your personality is that you love Lyme disease. (laughs) (laughs) But you're constantly trying to convince someone that you're just fascinated by it and you like to research it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a thing. I'm a Limerino. (laughs) It's not like a thing, like a tag I've created on Pornhub or anything. Oh, I mean, I hang <laughs> porn hub. Oh God! Okay, so on Saturday, this is gonna—it sounds like it's gonna take a left turn here, but of course, it's just—it just forks the road. You know what I mean? Um, I did a, a Instagram live show, which I have not—I have not performed in a virtual show in a while since April, probably. And it was uh, this fabulous performer named Chartreuse, and it was great. Like we've all sort of gotten the hang of doing virtual shit like this, so that was a lot better. Um, there were some performers who I knew, some performers who were brand new. This gal, oh my god, um, from New Orleans did an act where her first reveal was that she had a bustier with two actual alligator heads. I don't know if you know this, but if you go to the South, for some reason at every tourist shop, you could just buy a fucking alligator head. What is this noise? Why would you want to dis... Like, if you were going to get, like, a... Like, get a whole alligator. (laughs) What a waste of your gator money. (laughs) Maybe, maybe they take the rest of the gator and they like eat it or sell it for meat and then just nobody eats the head. Anyway, regardless, she takes her top off and she has two like medium size, like five inches sticking out from her boobs, alligator heads, one on each boob. That's rad. So every time she jumps around, they like flop at different intervals. Oh God, it was so funny. It was so funny, but I was doing um, my eggplant that ate Chicago act, and normally I do it with people, and then I pretend to eat the people, but since I didn't have any people except for Don, who was doing the camera, and I didn't want to eat him, because then the stack's over, um, <laughs> I set up, like, every dumb little plastic figurine that we had in the entire house on the kitchen counter, and I came up on it like it was Chicago um, do you know this song? Some people don't know this I song. I don't, actually. What the hell is it from? You better watch out for the eggplant that ate Chicago. 
If he's still hungry, the whole country is doomed. Wackadoo, wackadoo. Oh, this is so up your alley. I can't believe you don't know this song. Okay, wait, but tell me how you learned about this song. Dr. Demento. Yes, I've been okay. listening to stupid novelty songs since I was literally three years old. Of course old. you have. Yeah, that one, that one, and um, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas are the two ones that I grew up that people do not know at all. But regardless. That's weird. Um, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what's in people's uh, um, eyesight, eyeline, eyesight line, sight line. <laughs> All three. Where of was them. I going with this? Oh, oh, the whole thing was after I was done performing. <laughs> And I like took all of our little tiny rubber ducks that we've ever gotten in a pint glass at this bar that we like to go to and like a weird um, action figure of Data from Star Trek and things like that. And I put them in a bowl and then I put them in a casserole dish in the oven. Uh, And then afterwards, Chartreuse was like, uh, wow, you know, people really have like a giantess thing going on. You there's a lot of people out there who would love to see more of this. And I was like, oh, I mean. I have heard of crush porn, which is where you, like, step on things, but I guess there's a giantess thing, too, because of course there is. Um, <laughs> of course. And, and Something for honestly, everybody. why, and if I can just say one more time, money on the table. <laughs> leaving, I'm leaving money on the table. I just learned how to edit video, so I feel like, uh, Your world is now's opening the time. Up. Yeah. <laughs> now's the time. <laughs> It would be especially great if I could figure out a way to do an OnlyFans for something that I think is, like, just ridiculous. I mean, well, to be Ridiculous frank, and not and not, not anything, like, I'm not going to suck on my own toes or something like that. No, but, like, isn't that half of what you get to do for burlesque? You're like, how ridiculous can I be? And there yes, are people who find exactly. it hot, and of course you're hot when you do it, but also, it is fucking ridiculous. Right. Yes. <laughs> It is delightful. So I yes. feel like that skill set absolutely transfers seamlessly. <sighs> what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I mean, I don't know, Lillian Bustle. What am I doing with mine? <laughs> well, I know what you're doing with yours. You're transforming your studio room oh, into Blanche Dubois' bedroom. It's and I couldn't so be. Oh, good. I couldn't. Couldn't be more excited for the outcome. beautiful. So I was like, well, I'm stuck at home with a lot of stress and a lot of creative energy. And, you know, I'm just feeling like maybe I should shake things up in my office. And I was like, what do I want to do? And within 30 seconds, I was like, I want to make a Golden Girls room. Uh. (laughs) So um, I bought a big wall mural of the... Of the famous banana leaf print that is in the Beverly Hills Hilton, which oh right, yes. um, which is what Blanche has on her walls in her room on the show, and oh my god, <laughs> and uh, I was like, eh, do I want the walls to be like nice jungly dark green, or do I want to do like a shell pink? And Gabby was like, no, you make that room shell pink, you you. Do it up. So I, uh, over the last handful of days, I have painted my room ballerina ballerina pink from yes. top to bottom. I uh, <laughs> painted all of the trim white because it was previously just raw wood. 
and my mural should be arriving in a couple of days and then I can put that up and I bought a f like all the accents are going to be pink and gold and white and I bought a big lamp that's just a giant Muppet feather boa basically <laughs> so it's amazing it's been a really fun project a great way to just shift the energy in my office and um uh, uh and and reroute some of my stress into creativity which is delightful that's so good i've been trying to rearrange my studio space since i mean i've been talking about it since april um, I finally have the shelving units now because I can't put shelves on the wall because there's something, um, I mean, I can, uh, whatever, who, who gives a fuck? Uh, it's an old building. The walls are weird. And I have emptied out everything, all the furniture in my creative space is either stuff I didn't want or stuff was that was like leftover or stuff that I got from somebody else. Like I didn't plan any of this and I'm... I, I am daunted by the fact that one of the things I have to get rid of is this giant, enormous, super heavy, real wood, probably from the 1930s, but not cute in any way, um, chest of drawers. That dresser, yeah. Yeah. So mm. uh, that means I either have to get somebody to buy it, take it for free, or pay someone to remove it from my home. Because ah! <laughs> I don't want to take it down the stairs. No. Oh, my God. You'd have to hold that monster. thing up with a fucking... Uh, uh, whatever a pulley system like 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 a, a piano <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. crane <laughs> like what you did with pianos in the 30s <laughs> <laughs> or just in cartoons <laughs> i i'll be real i don't know what's real and historic versus what's just implied in cartoons <laughs> oh my god so when it comes to that like all of the all of the wild west people like Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett. I think one of those is real, and I don't know which one. Uh, Davy Crockett is fake because I am related to Daniel Boone. Uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh. <laughs> You're a surprise around every corner, Pony. <laughs> uh, yep, I think I have a great, 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 great uncle or grandfather who was Daniel Boone's brother. So. Daniel Boone How himself exciting. is either, I don't know, fucking. Sure. I mean, look. <laughs> Johnny Appleseed, apparently real. <laughs> oh, for real? However, no I, I'm. I bet you're related to Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> I probably am. <laughs> probably am. <laughs> that seems likely. Um, uh, apparently not Paul Bunyan, though, which is weird. I mean. Like, I, what? Am, who are we supposed to believe? I don't. <laughs> And then they talk about this Christopher Columbus dude. Okay. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> oh my god. No one's that big of an asshole. <laughs> Sarah Benincasa. Oh wait. Sarah Benincasa, uh -huh. what did she do the other day? Hold on a second. Do 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 do. <laughs> okay. Sarah Sarah J. Benincasa, God bless her. I love this woman. She is a writer. She is uh she's just a wonderful human being and she is a luminary and uh, a Jersey native, although she's been living in LA for a long time. And she wrote yesterday, 
I agree. We need to honor our greatest Italian Americans. That fucking pezzo di merda chattel slavery enthusiast human trafficker Stunad Christopher Columbus sold brutally kidnapped human beings for Portugal before he even got to the shores to hurt the indigenous peoples here. Tear down his statues and replace them with Marissa Tomei, you fucking fucks. God. <laughs> oh my God, that is insane! Isn't that great? She's the best. She's so great. Statue of Marissa. Tomei. I fully I endorse that shit. Endorse, endorse, subscribe, <laughs> sign me up. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I dropped off my ballot today. Oh, nice! Mm. Don and I did that over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We went to brunch. We voted and then went to brunch. That sounds. Lovely. It was pretty great. It was delicious. I got a, a Nutella pancake. Oh. Good. All right. You want to talk some scary? Well, first of all, I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Buffett. And this is All the Fucks, a podcast where... About scat singing. <laughs> about scat singing. That's right. Scat singing pork pie hats, obnoxious people who follow food trucks compulsively, <laughs> being obsessed with bands that no one has ever heard of. Um, the fine art of engraving lucite trophies. <laughs> um, uh, a, a sidebar on keeping uh, rubber tree plants alive, which apparently I can do. What's up? What's, What's up? up, plant people? I'm not a plant person, and somehow I managed to not murder three full plants in the last month. A decent amount of trivia on New Jersey and significantly more on Florida. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We we got it here for you. I mean, we've, we've got uh, glitter. We do we have, have probably have We probably have um, scented pens. <laughs> Zodiac scented pens, that's right. From yeah. Victoria's Secret, <laughs> circa 2000. What? Yes. Um, yes. And we have stories of the heart and the nausea inducing moments of life, both as adults and adolescents. Um, however. And sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> the scary stories. That was so much anticipation. I I wasn't sure if you were going to keep going and I wasn't going to take it from you. Then I was like, oh shit, no, it's my turn. (laughs) I do like an ellipse that you can't see. Uh, Depending upon how long you've been listening, fuck buddies, uh, we we initially were reading some scary stories back at the beginning of the pandemic just to like lighten the fucking mood but now it's Mm -hmm. october and october episodes are all about scary bizarre stories of the otherworldly and strange and terrifying so lillian and i are super 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 excited to bring you some scary stories all through october my new favorite thing about halloween is that apparently in anchorage alaska every year because people put out extra jack-o'-lanterns and stuff um, and moose apparently like to eat pumpkins and they don't care if they're on fire. So all these moose come out and they're like, oh, chomp, chomp, chomp. And they'll eat a, a lit ass jack-o'-lantern, which is amazing. Those In my head, it's a cartoon. Like I'm sorry, like, oh, I, 
I thought you said Nazis. You were talking about Nanny oh, Moose. Yes. <laughs> yes. Those moose are just like Nazis who also liked to eat flaming jackalope. Oh, God. Now the Nazis are fire eaters? We are so fucked. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope they breathe oh, when they eat fire. That's what I hope. I, I, I hope their breath I control is sketch. shit. Now I want to sketch Nanny Amos on a on a moose, and they're both eating fire. <laughs> you should tell her about that. You should text her. I absolutely will. <laughs> She'll love the fuck out of that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell me a scary story oh, with or without a moose. Ones. Okay, uh, tell me what you want to want me to start with. You want me to start with something a little eerie or fucking terrifying, where people are garbage. Oh terrifying right out fucking terrifying okay (laughs) i've got this this individual writes this is the scariest story i know i literally just shuddered (laughs) that was all it took i was like oh scariest one bethany Uh. was my childhood best friend's college roommate i was visiting my bff at her college during her freshman year and stayed with them in their room One night, we started talking about things that, as children, seemed normal, but in retrospect, were different than we originally interpreted. For example, BFF talked about how she had only just realized that when people's power went out, not everyone then immediately got water from the creek to flush their toilets. Oh my god! Which, by the way, was a true realization for me as well. Well, Oh yeah, same. When the power... No, you gotta run. You gotta go. We used to get it from the... From the pool before when the pool wasn't gross. Yes, that's what that's what my family did. And um, yeah, so the joys of well water. This lasted so long into my personal life that when Hurricane Sandy happened, when I was I don't know twenty eight, I was like, Andrew, hurry, we gotta we gotta fill the tub with water. And he's like, Why? And I'm like, I don't know, because that's what you do. <laughs> Is someone having a baby? <laughs> and he's like, I don't think so. And I call my parents. I'm like, this is what we do. And she's like, my mom was like, honey, you're on city water. You're fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. yes. So Bethany yep. says, yeah, when I was little, my family moved out of our house in the middle of the night and never went back. And only when I was older did I realize people didn't do that kind of thing. She did not suggest that this was a ghost story at all, just a weird thing that had happened to her. And I Uh cannot convey this clearly enough. I'm about to tell the story more effectively than she did. I've told it a lot since then. She didn't... Excuse me. She didn't have good timing, and her tone was casual. She didn't build it up as a frightening thing, just a weird thing that had happened in her childhood. She shrugged a lot when she told the story. So Bethany starts to explain that as a child, her family moved around a lot because of her dad's job. They lived in lots of poorly kept rentals. Her parents also had a very unhappy marriage. Shortly before they finally divorced, her mother, her family moved into the nicest, largest place they ever lived in, but it was in the country and very remote. I think she said it was in the Florida panhandle, but I'm not 100% sure. It was a weird house, Bethany told us. We didn't like it. Weird how? Well, sometimes we would see faces in the walls, and sometimes the walls would bleed. 
Okay. Oh, apparently lots of other more traditional haunted house type things happen there too. Objects moving, strange sounds, doors and windows opening and closing. She told us that whenever her younger sister was in the living room, she would start screaming and saying, Mommy, stop burning me! Mommy, why are you burning me? <gasps> Even if her mom was nowhere nearby. Holy shit. But was what was especially strange about this was that her sister never actually called their mom Mommy. Only Mama. The only time <clears throat> the only time she ever said Mommy was in the living room when she screamed about getting burned. Oh no! Uh, Maybe it was like Coraline. Uh, it was the uh-huh, other mother. Uh-huh, uh-huh. According to Bethany, they didn't like the house from the time they arrived there. But the longer they stayed, the less they liked it. They only had one car, so her mom and the two girls could only leave the house to get groceries and go to church when their dad wasn't on the road for work. And the more her parents fought, the more frequently he was gone. The more he was gone, the worse things got with the house. Ugh. Ooh, that was a good one. Mm. (laughs) Bethany told us that little by little, her family just started moving out of different rooms in the house. Whatever was Mm. happening in them was too intense that they would just close the door to that room and stop using it. Her parents had one last huge blow up. Her dad, furious, leaves with the car. They expect him to come back the next day, sobered up, but he doesn't. And days pass. By this time, Bethany and her mom and sister were really only living in the kitchen and one upstairs bedroom. Yikes. In the closed-off rooms, they kept hearing things, though. Voices, doors, windows slamming, objects breaking. (laughs) Finally, one night, Bethany and her mom and sister are all together in the upstairs bedroom in one bed, and they can hear noises all through the house. Voices arguing together, screams, things smashing. It keeps getting louder and louder until finally they hear a new noise. It's something pounding on the front door downstairs. The the pounding continues until finally they hear the door being broken down, glass breaking, (gasps) wood splintering. They hear footsteps pounding up the stairs. Oh my god. Then the bedroom door swings open and there's a man there from the church that they've only visited a few times. He says, get whatever you need to get and let's go. They gather up the things in that room in the kitchen in suitcases and trash bags, throw them in this man's truck all without discussing it with him, and get the hell out of there. Back at his house, the man explains that he woke up in the middle of the night and knew that he needed to find them and bring them to his house. Oh. He woke up his wife to tell her this, and she didn't question it. She also felt like this was something that needed to happen, even though they'd only met Bethany's family a few times. Mm. Um, I should also say that they belonged to a denomination that was not into supernatural stuff the way that some others are. This was not Mm -hmm. a miracles and Satan rebuking kind of church. When the man got to Bethany's house, he could hear everything happening inside. At first he thought it was her parents fighting, but then he could tell that somehow it was happening throughout the whole house all at once. Oh, God. Oh, my fuck. He knew he needed to get inside, that her family was in danger. He was so convinced of this that when he found out the door was bolted, he broke it down to get inside. Wow. Bethany's mom hadn't bolted the door. (gasps) The door didn't even have a bolt. What the fuck? They never went back. 
At least Bethany and her sister and mom never did. Her dad might have eventually gotten furniture and stuff out, but they never went there again. In telling it, at this point, Bethany shrugged again and was like, yep, it was weird, but I didn't really think about it much at the time. As a kid, you just think everything that happens to you is pretty normal. BFF and I were shocked. We tried to ask Bethany more details about things. What did the faces in the walls look like? Yeah. Well, what's bleeding? <laughs> what's, what's bleeding? What does a wall bleeding feel like? <laughs> what does that look like? Does it smell like something? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> but she didn't want to seem to talk about it much more, and we were too rattled to press for more. Bethany is now a stay-at-home parent with a couple of kids, married to a database administrator, and lives in the suburbs of a mid-sized Midwestern city. I only know her current whereabouts because of BFF, who's still in touch with her. A few years ago, I asked about Bethany and BFF caught me up. Then I said, remember that story Bethany told us about the house they left? And she was like, yeah, I do, and I don't want to talk about it. And we (laughs) never have. Wow. Ah! Oh, my God. Spooky Halloween. (laughs) Oh, God. Thank God that whatever broke the door down was a friend. (laughs) Thank God they knew where those people lived. Uh, Fucking right? Oh, my God. But that's like, I mean, in the country, people go to, like, meetings, like, outside meetings at each other's houses and stuff. So that's not crazy. Right. Oh, my God. Uh. Lefty Scissors, Maria Sherman. This is titled The Infamous Road. Uh, And I just want to just want to reiterate that I have skimmed these, but I have not read them entirely. So we're all in for the same scare. Spooky landline. <laughs> you never know who it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> they never text first. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just, I picked up the phone and I went woo into it before I hung up. Mm. Oh. All right. The infamous road. A couple years ago, I visited a friend that lived in in North Carolina, Winston-Salem area. I've never been able to say that correctly. Winston-Salem area. One night, he and a couple of friends were bullshitting scary stories when one friend who'd lived in the area since birth mented a haunted road not too far away, but definitely in the county. Oh, my God. The three of us rolled our eyes, and we're all like, yeah, haunted road, whatever. I bet there's a lady in white, too. But <laughs> the dude was not having it and he insisted that we drive out there so out of boredom and to shut this asshole up we pile into my friend's car and start driving north we hit the smallish town that said road said road begins and turn what oh Oh, that said oh okay yeah we hit the smallish town that aforementioned road begins in (laughs) and turn into it Uh, Apparently, there's only a certain section of the road that's stupid haunted, but there's also a cemetery. Old but modern. It's still kept up and people are still buried there in that area. So we decided to park at the turnout for the cemetery. We all get out and walk towards the area that is super haunted. It's the wee hours of the morning, but the moon is bright. Bright af. (laughs) So we can see where we're walking along the shoulder of the road. We get to the haunted spot and nothing happens. Not a thing. Friend's friend is upset and insists he's seen, experienced things there. And we proceed to walk back to the car. Friend's friend, sulking. Isn't that just the way? 
Like, Aw, this is going to be some creepy shit. Sorry, guys. Um, we get to the car, and all the guys say they're going to go take a piss in the woods before we head back. I'm the only female in the group, so I'm like, sure, go for it. I'll wait here. Been there. Mm. They've now been gone well over 10 minutes, and I wonder what kind of prank they're trying to pull. There was a rough dirt road track that went past the church slash cemetery and into the woods beyond, which is the direction they walk towards. So I tiptoe back that way some and begin to hear noise as I am well past the tree line. I can't make out what's being said, but it's someone yelling something loudly and the others repeating. I also notice through the dense woods a dimish glowing light in the distance. I stop instantly in my tracks and slowly begin to backtrack. I'm now in, hell no, fuck this. I am not going to be that white girl in every single scary movie mode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just as I get out of the trees, someone grabs my elbow and I nearly jump out of my skin. It's one of the guys. He looks at me and nods towards the car and whispers, run, but stay quiet. I do as I'm told and find the other two in the car. My friend has eyes like saucers in the dome light, but begins to exhale, start the car, and speed the fuck away like he's outrunning someone. I'm in the back seat wondering what the fuck is going on, and finally a guy that's from the area breaks the silence with, I can't believe it. Of all the effing places. Of all the places. To which I reply, what the actual fuck happened back there? My friend looks at me in the rear view. I can see him now as we're back where there's streetlights and says, we nearly walked into the middle of a KKK rally with our dicks out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it'd be funny to leave you sitting there a bit longer than normal. So when we went to piss, we walked further down the dirt track and saw a circle of 40 to 50 guys in robes standing around a cross they hadn't lit yet. They only had a couple floodlights on it to see. They lit that fucker just as we realized who and what they were. So we ran through the woods instead of the track and came out on a path through the cemetery, which is why we didn't see you. Do you think they saw you? I tell them I doubt it. I didn't see anyone, only heard voices far off. The rest of the back uh, ride back is silent except for my friend's explanation. The morning we're all ha- the next morning we're all half awake and still slightly shook. I look over the guy who insisted we go see the haunted road and say, "Well, those were some fucking serious ghosts last night. You definitely delivered." He wasn't amused. So yeah, this <laughs> haunted road didn't have any haunts unless you count a group of KKK members doing their shit in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina. I'd rather come face to face with a ghost than a mob of those assholes. Fucking seriously. Wow. 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 No. <laughs> uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. And I, I'm, I'm with that guy. Of all the places. <laughs> of all the, of all the, it's goddamn North Carolina. <laughs> no, no, he meant, oh. he meant by the scary road. Oh, I mean, but that's where all the KKK <laughs> shit happens. You doy. <laughs> oh. Like, I can't. Um, <laughs> this one, okay, this one is Fucking bananas. Yay. It's a person's story. Just a heads up. It's fucking bananas. I wish I had a ghost story because I love them, although I'm too much of a scaredy cat to seek out anything like that. But this is the most terrifying thing that ever happened to me. A little over a year ago, I woke up at 3 a.m. to what sounded to me like a series of thumps. I've always been really anxious about one of my kids falling down the stairs, and for some reason, my brain immediately jumped to this. One of my kids had fallen down the stairs, and judging from the silence after, they may be dead. 
I oh, yeah. fell out of my bed, and my husband and I ran for our bedroom door, reaching it at the exact same time. I know this sounds made up, but I was just about to turn the handle when I heard the man yelling on the other side. Mm-hmm. I knew instantly that someone had broken into our home, and judging from his nonsensical yelling, he was not in his right mind. Oh, fuck. I locked our bedroom door, and we both kind of stood there in shock. Then the intruder started punching holes through our bedroom door, yelling, Where is she? Over and over. For some reason, I always thought bedroom doors were solid. Turns out they're basically fancy cardboard. Or, oh, no. at least ours are. Huh. My husband and I both ran to the back of our bedroom, me into the master bath, and into the tiny toilet room. The master bath has a rolling door that doesn't lock, but the toilet... Oh, no, I hate those stupid doors! Dum, 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 dum. doors! I know, fucking A. Oh, God, I hate them. Go on. Uh, But the toilet had its own tiny door that does, and my husband to the closet to grab his pocket knife, the only thing close to a weapon that we own. After about 30 seconds, I stopped staring at my phone like a moron and called 911. The worst part was when it got quiet after he got tired of punching our door. We could hear his footsteps going up the stairs, up to where our kids sleep. Mm-mm. Thankfully, neither of them made any noise. I really don't like to think about what would have happened if our seven-year-old came out to investigate, or if our three-year-old started screaming. Mm. They both somehow slept through the whole thing. There was a loud crash that turned out to be the intruder throwing our fake potted orchid through one of the windows on the stairs landing. <sighs> Oh, shit. I was about... Fuck this plant. (laughs) I was about to run out when I heard my husband yelling at him to distract him and lure him back downstairs. Thankfully, it worked. I was still locked in the tiny toilet room, so I didn't see what happened next. But my husband told me that the intruder grabbed him by the shirt through the hole he'd made in our bedroom door. My... Oh, my God. My husband responded by slipping out of his shirt ninja style. This made the intruder so mad, he kicked open the door, breaking the tiny lock. I heard the intruder yell, Where is she? I'm going to fuck her in the ass and kill her. I was terrified that this guy was going to kill my husband and then find me and, in his mentally impaired state, think I was this girl he was looking for. Oh, God. He seemed to think his girlfriend was somewhere in our house and that my husband was sleeping with her or something. I heard more crashes coming from our bedroom. He knocked over our bookcase and kicked a hole in our window. Like doors, I had always been under the impression that windows were made of sturdier stuff. When he broke the window, I heard him yell, I can do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Okay. Yes, you can. Yes, sir. My husband, bless him, used his best stern dad voice and said, no, you're not going to do whatever you want. Wow. Then the intruder paused and in a much more normal voice said, man, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, wow. Wow. Like he just came to? I don't know what the fuck is going on. He's got his handful of shirt. The intruder 
swerved wildly between furious violet and confused, almost calm, every few seconds. No, 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 so bad. <laughs> With my husband trying to talk to him and keep him calm, he took a swing at my husband at one point, which my husband dodged before telling the intruder he had a knife, and if the intruder tried to hurt him again, he would use it. This was probably a misstep as it enraged the intruder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Around this time, the intruder came into our master bath, just a foot or two away from me, and yelled to my husband, Is she in there? He had to mean the toilet room where I was trying not to breathe too hard. My husband said, (sighs) My husband said, No, man, no, she's not in there. And the intruder was far enough gone that he thankfully took my husband's word for it. On the phone, the 911 operator tried to confirm my address because the police couldn't find it. No! I told her it was the wrong one, but thankfully it was close by to my actual address. She then asked, did he drive a truck into your house? We're getting calls from neighbors. And I immediately said, no, it didn't seem possible. Now I know that the noise that woke me up, that sounded to my half-asleep brain like a series of thumps, was actually his truck driving through our front door. (laughs) Oh no, these poor people. Poor fucking people. Oh my god. My husband managed to get the intruder out of our bedroom by offering to look up the intruder's girlfriend on Facebook for him. I have no idea why that worked. Wow. Meanwhile, the 911 operator told me that the police couldn't get in my house, the back door was locked, and the man's truck was sticking halfway out of where our front door used to be. Try harder, pieces of shit. Sorry. I know, right? No. I respect, I respect, it's it's fine. I I don't think... I'm just saying, in this particular situation, to say we can't get in your house is not, that's not acceptable. I feel like you'd try harder if they were black. Just saying. Oh, God. Out in the living room, the intruder saw the policeman's flashlights shining in the windows and he yelled, Who is that? My husband, in his most upbeat voice, said, I don't know. I'll go check. And he let the police in. I had occasional, this poor woman, I had occasional panic attacks after that for a while. Yeah, you fucking think? Yeah. I've always been nuts about triple checking our house locks every night before bed, but if someone decides to drive a truck through your front door, there's not a whole lot you can do to prevent that. No. But after a couple therapy sessions, I'm doing a whole lot better. Thank goodness my kids slept through the whole thing. The guy who drove into our house, who sounded like a freaking monster, was a 20-year-old kid on a super bad trip mixed with alcohol. Oh, God. We get checks from him every month or so for about $80 as he repays our insurance deductible. For the first... Oh, my God, you idiot. For the first six months, I was furious and terrified of these ki- of Jesus this kid. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Don't do salvia, kids. I fucking know, right? This is some bath salt shit, right? Oh, yeah. Now I just hope that he's oh. getting help and laying off the drugs. Or if he's not, that at least he has the sense to hide his car keys first. Wowzies. <laughs> the second that he's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And the dad's like, no. He's like. Man, I don't know what the fuck is happening. 
don't know what's going on, man. Man. The fucking confusion and haze of being high on whatever goddamn thing he has snorted into his brain. That's awful oh my god right i mean oh, but man. also my like, oh, fucking my terrible. friends my friend's husband was addicted to painkillers that and he did he did some driving into people's houses kind of oh, shit oh no yeah he's much better now <laughs> Thank god. he's actually a, he's like he's a drug counselor now and like a, like a don't take drugs counselor not like a here are the kind of drugs you just <laughs> I did them all and I know how good. <laughs> like he does school I assemblies. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we just rewatched Kid Gorgeous and I just love that. Oh, part me where... too. Yes. What, what, what's this thing? Safe something? What does he say? Oh, I don't remember. Street smarts. Street smarts. <laughs> I actually looked that dude up. There's there's an interview. <laughs> this is a John Mulaney bit that we're talking about, by the way. Oh, criminy. His Kid Gorgeous uh, special on Netflix is fucking sublime. It's so lovely. I love it when he talks about his womanly hips. <laughs> I just find that so endearing. <laughs> I really enjoy Mulaney. I enjoy him so, so much. Ugh. Uh, entertainingly enough, there can only, my friend goes by girl afraid everywhere on the internet and this has to be her commenting on this. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's so funny. What's up, Danny? (laughs) Um, okay. Here's a different one. Uh, so this is more of like a timeline than a story, but I like that because you can sort of put yourself in her shoes. So this is from Mel's Bell's Maria Sherman. Um, Most people don't believe in ghosts. I didn't, but after I had my baby, everything changed. I now know for sure there are things that we cannot see that exist. My paranormal sensitivity intensified. Something wanted my attention. It started when my partner, M, woke up in the middle of the night and yelled. He said he saw something, someone, standing next to our bed on my side. He later dismissed it as a dream. Now this as a sidebar, is something that uh, Don talks in his sleep. And every so often, he will think someone is in the bedroom and he will (gasps) wake me up. No, 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 no. And it is not a fun way to wake up. He hasn't done that in a long time, though. One time when I was... um. When I was out staying, when he, when I first moved, no, when I first started dating Don, he, he had just had like a twin size bed. So before he got a big boy bed, I was sleeping on the couch and he came out. This was before I knew that he did any of this because I wasn't used to sleeping around him. Um, he came out into the living room and he shook me awake, like muttering about a man that had fallen behind his dresser and was bleeding to death. And then, do you know what happened when he, I was like, what the fuck is going on? What are you, what are you talking about? And I could tell he was out of it. But then like he woke up in front of my eyes and he was like, oh, sorry. And just went back to bed. (laughs) And I was like, no, you don't. Uh, You come back here. uh, uh, You come back uh, here. uh, uh, No. (laughs) Okay. All right. So the husband said he saw something standing next to the bed, later dismissed it as a dream. I kept a log of events in my phone because there were so many things happening. This is an actual copy-paste from my log. 
Uh, back in February, um, 227, after baby was born, I awoke and screamed because I saw a dark figure next to me where I slept, but had a glowing fiery thingy on the top. Mm-hmm. It was watching me, but didn't do anything. I told M the following morning, but he doesn't remember any of this happening. 718. So that's a good long time without anything happening. That's, that's February. And, oh, I guess she probably starts keeping the log. I get it. Fell asleep early. 718. Fell asleep early around 1030 PM. I sat up in my bed and screamed because I saw someone standing next to the lamp in my room. It may have been two figures, but we're there for a flash of a second. Got a sense of one being male and the other female. The male figure figure, uh, was all black, but had like ribbon things on the top. Eight, eight childproof, impossible to remove outlet cover in nursery pulled out and found on floor three thirty PM mm-hmm. nine nineteen light touch slash push on shin in the middle of the night mm-hmm. stack of books knocked over in my room. I heard this noise in the living room. 10, 21, 19 baby chair on top of laundry basket knocked over. I set the chair on top to make sure work, make room to work out and was extremely sturdy for a few days until I heard a crash. I have a picture of this and we'll try to figure out how to post it. 12, 18 bed shook three times while I sat on the bed with a phone, sat on the bed on the phone with a pet psychic. (laughs) I've actually talked to a pet psychic, so I, I get it. I get you lady. Um, (laughs) I screamed and booked it into another room. Uh, another date after that, Star Toy started to play music in the other room. Doesn't play music until, unless you hold down the button for five seconds. Two twelve twenty. So this has been going on for a year. Uh, open Star Wars book. Uh, Star Wars book left open on the coffee table. Book was closed before. Three four twenty. Poked on butt in kitchen while cooking. I spun around and asked my baby who that was, and he just stuck his finger up his nose. <laughs> 3, 6, 3.30 a.m., baby monitor beeping, drained of battery, though fully charged. Second later, Seconds later, 100% charged again. 4.16, locked out of new home on patio with baby. These are sliding doors that can only be locked on the inside by turning the lock horizontally. At this point, I call my third psychic for help. Was it a pet psychic? I think you should call somebody more... No offense, pet psychics, for help. She specializes in house cleansings and tells me I have an incarnate energy hanging around. Do not name it, acknowledge it, or give it any attention. Oh, she walked me through how to cleanse my home, but I have to wait until there's a waning moon to do this. Meanwhile, 418, 430 p.m., screw from chair fell out onto floor. Baby's toy hammock fell on floor. Entire shower curtain and rod found on the floor. This is all on the same day. Found on the floor. Baby Einstein toy starts playing music, and I hear a man's voice say hello. He said it was like he was imitating my husband, but it wasn't him. The most disturbing thing was while I sat on my bed reading, and I heard a noise in my bathroom like a paper bag falling over. What does that sound like? It's like one hand clapping, girl. Um, (laughs) I didn't want to give whatever it was attention, so I waited until later in the day to see what it was. The... The yarn in the bathroom mat had been ripped out from its loop, so it was just, it was a long string hanging off of the mat. Uh, I hope she means that it was entirely unraveled and that somebody didn't just yank a thing out of the bathroom. That would be a weird one. 
My husband is Mr. Science and has always had an explanation for what was happening until one day when we were in the kitchen talking and cooking dinner, we heard a crash downstairs. He started to freak out and I had to share with him what was happening in order to give stop him from giving this thing attention. I've cleansed my house twice and there hasn't been any activity in a while. Things are better, I think. I don't like that. You got one more for me? I do. Um, okay. <clears throat> This is called, What's in the Bucket? I submitted a story last year, and my friend, upon reading it, called me up in full crocodile Dundee fashion and essentially said, That's not a scary story. This is a scary story. And boy, was he right. So with his permission, here it is. A few years back, Alex moved with his family to their dream multi-acre property in upstate New York, England that backed up to a national state forest. Alex and his partner, Joan, were looking forward to the peace, quiet, and security that they thought would come with the move. They had two kids, also thrilled to get out of their crappy rental in town. They even got a dog. During their first fall, things took a turn for the disturbing... The boys had made friends with the three kids of the nearest neighbor, Lupe. On the afternoon in question, Lupe is watching the kids while Alex and Joan are finishing up some renovation work. She brings the kids back up unexpectedly in the early afternoon. She then asks Alex to come down to the woods with her while the kids stay in the house with Joan. She was very insistent about the kids staying in the house. Lupe, normally calm and easygoing, is visibly worried. She shows Alex the hole the kids and dog had excavated down at the edge of the woods. They'd found a plastic bucket, a five-gallon model from a big box hardware store, two-ish feet down. The kids had gotten the lid and some of the sides uncovered before Lupe found out what they were doing. She has no idea what it could be, but sensibly did not want the kids anywhere near it. Alex calls the cops, but this being country, it's going to be a while before anyone got there. (laughs) The dispatcher asks Alex to give a description so she could work out how much of a priority this call is. There are no visible wires, nor is the barrel unusually wet, so they decided it probably isn't a bomb. She tells Alex not to touch the barrel, but to stay there to keep any people or wildlife from disturbing it more. The cops arrive about two hours later. One officer talks with Alex while the other pries the lid off the bucket. Yes, they probably should have done more checking to be sure it wasn't an explosive, but small town (laughs) PD. The officer at the bucket suddenly starts repeating, what the fuck, over and over. No. Alex Alex and officer two walk over to see what's up. Officer one pulls the following out of the bucket. Duct tape, zip ties, safety goggles, a gun scope, a large hunting knife, a dark-haired wig, and a bundle of something soft wrapped in black plastic bags. The cops promptly radio for backup, which shows up in under 10 minutes. They escort Alex back to his house, where Lupe, Joan, and the kids are all starting to freak out. As is Alex. 
All the police in a 20-mile radius arrive. Local cops, sheriffs, deputies, highway patrol, everyone. They tape off the entire back part of their yard and some distance into the woods. No one is telling the family anything. They won't even let Lupe and her kids go back to their house until late that night with a police escort and armed cops are are roaming around both properties. The next day, even more law enforcement appear, including the freaking FBI. It is suggested that the family find somewhere else to stay for a few days while law enforcement, quote-unquote, work the site. Alex and the kids are questioned by several law enforcement personnel, including federal agents. Some questions they asked Alex. Have you noticed evidence of people accessing your property without your knowledge, like footprints or discarded cigarette butts? Have you noticed evidence of anyone trying to force entry to your house? Broken locks or windows cut screens. Do you know of anyone who has gone missing in the area in the past few months or years? When they learn that Alex has recently moved in and that the house was vacant for several years before he bought it, they then ask if he's noticed any disturbed ground around the property, especially in any of the outbuildings. Then after about a week, everyone leaves. Alex and his family are told to just go back home. First thing they do when they get back is head for Lupe's, checking up on her. She too has been questioned, as have her kids. Since Alex is new to the area, he asks Lupe about the missing person question. She says she can't think of anyone who's gone missing in the area in the five years she's been in her house, but she's still deeply shaken, as is Alex. He heads down to the bottom of the yard to see what's happened. Law enforcement has torn up about 10 meters square of the yard. In the woods, they've marked trees at seemingly random intervals, and they've dug up parts of the root cellar under a shed. To this day, Alex doesn't know what law enforcement was looking for. He's called and asked for updates, but he's been told that the activity on his property is related to an ongoing investigation, and they couldn't share information. No. His kids now all but refuse to play in the yard. Not that he and Joan really want them to anymore. Alex changed all the locks, added multiple new ones, security lights, and an alarm system. The entire family suffers from nightmares about the incident. Joan and Alex even bought and learned to use guns, which are now kept in a safe in their bedroom. Lupe and her kids moved away as soon as their lease was up, but Alex and Joan couldn't afford to sell. All they can do is lock up tight, watch the woods, wonder who left that bucket on the property, and worry about what to do if that person comes back. Ah. I don't want it. No. Great reason to not have a yard. To not have a yard? Oh, yes. Excellent reason to not have a yard. (laughs) Yes. The world is full of darkness. I know, girl. That's why in some ways it's good that we're all separated by a pandemic. (laughs) You know... That's, I'm actually very interested in, um, like, crimes and what things have been going up and what have been going down. But I feel like people aren't, I, like, it's harder to find those numbers right now. Except for, like, 
I don't know, Manhattan had a whole bunch of shootings last month. Like, New York City is always like, oh, fuck, sorry, more murders. Whoops, our bad. <laughs> uh. Oh, shit, did I tell you there was a shooting right around the corner from my house? No. Really? Okay. Like, so recently? it was. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like probably the Thursday before I saw you last. Mm. So two weeks ago. Week and a half ago. Uh, it was 11.30 in the morning. In the morning on a Thursday. And uh, there's lots of construction going on around here. So, like, things are kind of bangy in the morning in general. Uh, but this was, like, either a nail gun gone awry or a gun gun. And I was like, huh. Fuck. And I was sitting on the couch and I was like, I don't really know what to do. Like, what do I do? Do I do something? I didn't hear any screams. I didn't hear tires peeling out. I just heard gun, 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 bang, 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 bang. So when Don got off, he was on a work call and he was like, uh, yo, this is like five minutes later. He's like, did you hear gunshots? And I was like, I'm pretty sure those were gunshots, weren't they? And he was like, yeah, I think it was. So we went on our little like Jersey City Facebook page. And of course, people were already talking about it. It was... Uh, there's a little restaurant, like, right around the corner from my house. There's the bodega on the corner, and then you take a left, um, right there, like, right on that corner. Mm -hmm. And apparently, like, five minutes beforehand, there had been one further over on Summit. Um, two, both, both targeted shootings. No one is talking about what's happening. Um, the, one of the council members made it sound like gang-related something. Ooh. Somebody was arrested down in Hoboken. But that's the thing. They, they were saying um, feuding groups. Mm. So, like, don't make it sound like gang violence if you don't know what is happening. Right. And if it's feuding groups, that means you think you know who they are. So, dot, dot, dot. Um, anyway. Not cute. Yeah. Really uncute. They found 12 shells. Oh, God. Everybody just chill the fuck out and stay indoors. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Come on, guys. Calm down. Calm the fuck down. Everything else is bad. Can't we maybe let this part not be bad? The things that we have control over? Nah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, whoever it was has a uh, good aim and, like, no bystanders were hit God. that's not fair I, somebody got shot three times he lived but like that's what a terrible thing i just said what i meant is i i'm glad that no stray bullets hit anybody especially at the restaurant yeah but... of course the fuck oh. i mean i still live in a city it's a city yeah yes Aww. Spooky risks of living in an urban environment. <laughs> so pick your heart, right? Is your heart yeah. that you have a lawn and that there are weird buckets <laughs> buried there? Or is your heart that you are more likely to be around gun violence? Who knows? Who knows? Gun violence or weird familicides. Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Jersey City is Jersey. Jersey F. So... It is indeed. Right. <laughs> Maybe we should do a post asking people for like Jersey based ghost stories. I like we must that. Have, we must have friends who have specifically like, I was, I was running around the, the haunted <laughs> asylum. <late> yes. <laughs> Ooh. Well, you got a lot of bites with your, um, with your action park asks. 
Yeah, we did get we got some uh, some action on our action park. It did get action. Um, so I, mm. I feel like if you posted and asked people for, um, ju- like it doesn't have to be like a ghost asked you where to get the best pizza. It could just be like. <laughs> You were haunted by something, or something really fucking creepy oh my happened. God. Within that's the gonna wind up with another movie. shooting. People fight about pizza so bad. This is oh yes. my God. It's for real. It's all just bread with some shit on top, you guys. Oh, but it's such good shit on top. I know it's great, but like pizza has to be really bad in my estimation to be bad. And yes. the best pizza is never any better than mostly okay pizza to me. There are three there are three levels of pizza. There's shit you won't touch. There's stuff that you'll eat in a pinch. And then there's really good pizza. And most of it's really good pizza. God, I love really good pizza. I like it chewy. I like a little chewy. Me too. And I hate it when there's that gravel on the bottom. (laughs) Gravel? Like when it's too burned? No, no, they put like semolina down or something. Uh oh, it's a style. yes, yes, like, yes, 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 right. I'll eat it, but I have to brush most of it off because my tits. mouth is so <laughs> delicate. No, no, no. Well, I mean, then you have to brush it off your tits. But like, you know how some people blot their pizza with a napkin? I have to brush off the underside of the pizza. Oh, that that that's clever. I like that. <laughs> uh. All right, ghosts and pizza and shootings. Oh my. Hooray! Um, fuck buddies, tell me what your spooky Halloween plans are. How are you going to, how are you going to go ahead and just, like, creep up your October, given mm-hmm. that um, we're not all going to be drunk and, and gallivanting in the streets? I know. Which, you know, I mean, to me, not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> not my scene <laughs> I told you I think I told you that Dan Savage refers to Halloween as the straight pride parade yes yes <laughs> one million percent <laughs> uh, alright well that's been it for us that's been don't let anyone drive a truck through your home don't Get a home security system. And if they do, remember they are probably on bath salts. Jesus. <laughs> Careful, you don't get your face eaten off. Oh, Hooray. fuck, fuck, fuck. Mm, I 80 love bucks you. a month. <laughs> I love you. This poor fucking 20-year-old idiot. <laughs> oh, some oh. lessons you gotta learn hard, I suppose. Fuck, for real. Mmm. May his life be full of better decisions. <laughs> oh, oh. That's a catty blessing if I've ever made one. <laughs> Very Irish. I like it. Very Irish. Some parts of me just pop right out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye-bye. bye-bye.